Hey guys, really quick up top, just want to remind you that this weekend, Saturday, June 9th, 6 p.m., Modular on the Spot Seattle at Gasworks Park, I'll be playing. I also might be recording an on-the-spot episode, so uh, come say hi. This episode of the Modular Modcast is brought to you by Recovery Effects and Devices. Quality handmade effects and modules paying homage to classic, synth, and effects designs while innovating for today's studios and musicians. Hello, my name is Tim Held. And I'm Ian Price. Welcome to the Modular Modcast, where we... Transcend the gates of logic with modular synthesis. Hey Pod Mod Bods, today's guest is Eli Peckman from Mystic Circuits, a fine, fine modular synth company out of Southern California. I'm going to hurry right through this intro because uh, we're short on time and trying to pack everything in. We have a two-parter this week, as you'll probably have noticed. Uh, There's an episode 11.2, and that's going to be with Eli's uh, demos that he did for some of his his, uh, products. So without further ado, let's talk to Eli from Mystic Circuits. I definitely want to get, uh, I want to spend some time and, and go through some of your stuff, but I'd like to get some, uh, some background on how, how does one find themselves in the, in the modular making business? I mean, that's, that's quite the endeavor to you, uh, you start with. Yeah. One mistake too many, I guess. Um, I always knew that I wanted to make sense. Um, mm-hmm. I guess like from being around 15 or 16, I got really into circuit bending and I was like, this is great, but I'd really like to know what I'm doing. So <laughs> I um, planned on going either to like an art school that teaches you how to do the sort of audio stuff or an engineering school. And my parents were like, you're good enough at math that you could probably at least like do OK in engineering school. Like I wasn't, you know, the brightest, most stellar student, but I was interested. So it made it easy to at least like stomach the amount of work that I had to do because it was a lot more than I expected. And, um, so I went to engineering school by the time that I got out, all of the people that I was interested in before starting school, like for making these like weird harsh noise pedals and stuff like that, like mostly mm-hmm. 4MS and Trogatronic had both gone into Eurorack and I was like, okay, clearly there's something going on here. So I spent a lot of time trying to figure out exactly what to make. And, uh, you know, just it was a really slow process at first, but things are speeding up now. Okay. So you, you were just, you were, you were kind of like a synth guy who used effects pedals and then just kind of saw where the people you liked were going and then just, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. I mean, I, I always really wanted to control one sound with another sound. So like, I would um I bought a vocoder and I would stick it in a feedback loop so that I could control the uh the feedback loop with my voice and it it I definitely got some weird results out of it let's put it that way it sounded better uh-huh. in my head than it did in reality um <laughs> maybe just because I didn't explore it fully enough but um I think that that was definitely a big, like, I remember even early on with the circuit bending stuff, I was like, I want to be able to plug this toy into that toy and see what it does when I just, like, connect the circuits. And obviously, I didn't know enough about circuitry in order to make it work, but um, that was clearly, like, where I was going with all of it was, like, I want to be able to connect all of this stuff together. That kind of, I wanted to do stuff like that until I tried to fill, build a few effects kits. And I was just like, I don't think I have the, the physical dexterity for this. So, for the uh, soldering or for the the learning? Uh, well, the solder, I, I, I noticed my hands get very shaky when oh. I try to get in and, and do stuff. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I've successfully made a few things, but it's, um, but yeah. And then just the learning, I think, uh. Yeah, just like I have no idea how to like even get started with learning sure. how to make your my own circuit. Well, anything, definitely so. building it is the way to start, and uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of what people are always like. How do I learn about electronics? And I'm like, just build some stuff and do it wrong for a while, and eventually you'll get it right <laughs> and figure out why. You know, so yeah. yeah, and definitely with the soldering, like I used to draw a lot and like build models and stuff like that. So I kind of already had hand-eye coordination from that, 
And uh, mm-hmm. ironically, video games have also helped with that. I know that sounds stupid, but like pretty much every time I throw something in the trash, like I, I make it. So, uh-huh. and then that's not me like, oh yeah, I'm real impressive. I throw so it's more just like of a, like <laughs> it definitely requires a certain amount of hand-eye coordination to be able to solder like SMD parts, you know? Uh-huh. That's so, like on a Tinder profile. Yeah. Right. I, I always make it in the trash, baby. <laughs> Oh man! So uh, and your stuff, you're you're kind of set up. You don't sell kits, but you have like DIY documentation for your stuff, right? So I do sell kits, and I used to be much more interested in that, um, but then it felt very much like I was selling, trying to take one product and make it into two products. So the kits would require me to build my stuff in a way that would make it more time and labor intensive for me to build assembled products. But in the end, it was like I was making more money through the assembled products rather than the kits. So Mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned going forward, I'm probably just going to uh, go the mutable route and just open source my stuff so that people can build it themselves if they want to. And, um, and then uh, the, the zero HP modules is basically how I, see myself supporting DIY because I've gained a lot from the synth DIY community and I'm obviously interested in giving back. So just Mm -hmm. kind of making these things that are really mega simple for people to be able to start out with soldering who have maybe never done it before, just be able to pick up an iron and make something that isn't going to make their entire synth explode if they did something wrong, you know? So it's very, the, the, the investment is very small to be like, okay, I have you know, a semi-modular or like some weird, you know, circuit bent thing. Like I'm, I'm hoping to start uh, making instructional videos on how to use them in circuit bending because they're definitely capable and uh, it will let you voltage control your toys and stuff like that. So um, yeah, having, having in, in videos for that sort of thing, you don't even necessarily need a modular synth in order to be able to make use of them is kind of where I want to go with it. Yeah, well, okay, that's interesting. And, and for people who don't know, the Zero HP line is right. how many products? Um, let's see, I think I have eight right now. I have six, but several of them are like flavors of the same module. So for example, the low pass, the filter comes and it's a low pass, high pass, and a band pass filter, and it's like pre-wired. So cert- putting certain parts in certain places will change the configuration of the filter. Um, hmm. so, oh geez, I think I'm hitting the mic with my nose, so I'm just going to try and <laughs> not do that. Um, so yeah, the, uh, let's see, I have the logic modules, which is two modules. I have the Vactrol modules, which is two modules based on the same design. I have the attenuator and the filter, which is three modules. So that would bring it up to like eight. And then I have the envelope follower coming uh, probably in my next order of circuit boards. I'll be oh. getting the production uh, model for the envelope follower, and a slew is next, which will be voltage controlled. Nice. Yep. Oh, that's nice. that's yeah. great. And all these modules require no power source. They're completely passive, right. and I mean, they are essentially the size of a... Tic-tac box. Yeah, it's like a business card, kind of. Yeah. Um, They're all $33. Hey. so Or $23 if you want to build them. Yes, $23 if you want to build them. I guess we'll just pimp them now. Um, I I have a video for each one, so it's mega, like I said, mega easy for somebody who's a beginner to be able to build these things. Um, You know, I try and make it as idiot proof as possible in the video which means it takes a little bit longer so instead of like a five minute video which would show you how i build them it's like a 30 minute video where i go like you see this part if you put it in backwards it's not gonna work let me repeat myself (laughs) you know like that sort of thing so i try i think that's perfect for what they are a lot of people have actually expressed gratitude that i don't like fast forward through the boring parts because that's always the part where they make a mistake you know like you can't Uh assume especially since i'm an engineer who's been soldering for over 10 years and does smd like i can't assume that everybody else has the same level of knowledge that i do so i try Mm -hmm. and come at it from a beginner's perspective like if i had never done this before. This is where I would definitely make a mistake, you know? Yeah. I I have to say, like, 
I, when I first saw him, I, I hadn't heard of him. And mm-hmm. uh, I went to Patchworks in Seattle. Wonderful. And yeah, I love, we love that place. Yeah, um, me too. And uh, I, I was just like, kind of like a little bit skeptical, to be honest. I was yeah, like, a lot of a minute, people say 22 that. bucks. And, and I came home and I ended up building them in like six or seven minutes a piece. And yeah. I was like, that's, I have the, the VCA and the LPG, the, good, the Patrols. Good, good choice. And honest, and I, they are, they are main, they are essential pieces of my rig. They're, that feels like, really good to hear. Thank you. Yeah, those VCAs, the, the it's just so useful. I I actually just sold a rackable VCA because I was like, I have the zero HP and it does <laughs> what I want my VCA. I to hate do. to say that and I've it's... done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it feels bad, but at the same time, it's like, especially if I'm going to a trade show, I'm like, I don't want to waste space on things that I can do in zero HP. You know, if totally. I'm, basically, everything in zero HP can be treated as a vca so like i'm not gonna fill my rack with vcas you know right right and i don't know i i put like a little piece of sticky velcro on the back and oh. like put it on the side of my my uh my rig i i had both of them That's stuck a good to idea. like a yeah it's pretty nice because you know sometimes i move it and it'll just be resting on top of a nest of yeah cords, yeah but, but still yeah, I mean, a lot of the time, so my plan is to actually get like three or four more and just line the sides with them and then completely take VCAs <laughs> out of my rack. Because I only have, I have what, like, what is it? 180, uh, 192, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of space. I, I have a sure. suitcase rack set up, so I've missed two rows of tip-top uh, happy endings. Yeah, cool. That's 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 sweet, sweet re- uh, real estate. Space, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that's kind of the intention behind them is for people who are constantly battling with space that they're really useful. Especially like I kind of I'm getting an O coast soon, and I'm planning on really marketing them towards people who have just bought semi modulars and want to expand and maybe get like one or two things from there. Just to be like, hey, oh, yeah. you can put a filter in your O coast without any space. You know what I mean? Oh man, that's that's funny you say that. I'm I'm actually I'm I'm touching the no coast that I just got the other day. Oh, um, I'll send you yeah, a filter. And, uh, sweet, yeah, I would love to. Uh, that's a really that's a really good idea. I, I hadn't thought of like trying to use those together yet because um, I'm still trying to figure the no coast out. I thought yeah. it was going to be kind of like a simple synthesizer for the masses, no. like make noises for a for into that. But no, it's 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 a module unit, modular unit. You know, and like I appreciate it's, that it's, about it. Me too. Yeah. I lo- it's it's awesome, dude. It's it still confuses me, but right. I'm I'm pretty I excited to get my hands on on the one coming to me. So let's uh, yeah. So that's that's the zero HP stuff. Um, you guys, if you're listening and you haven't checked it out yet, definitely uh, go to mysticcircuits.com. But I want to talk and watch about the lovely infomercials as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love. I got us. I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of your your. Uh, your aesthetic. Uh, it okay. seems like you've got like the uh, rainbow garbage thing going on. It's 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 kind of like oh, yeah. cyberpunk rainbow psychedelic garbage. or something. I don't know. Psychedelic I, is the appropriate word, I think. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, what can I say? Everybody wants black panels, and I just want to have rainbow LEDs and everything. <laughs> uh, no, they're very attractive. They, they they like when I go into the uh the patchwork showroom, uh-huh. the uh the Spectra and the Vert are always like one of the first things that catch my eye in their, their displays and I there, appreciate so. that a lot. Um the graphics definitely are going through some changes where I kind of was getting my sea legs for the first couple of modules as far as the graphics cuz the Spectrum mirror actually had a lot of graphics that I threw away just because it okay. was getting too cluttered and I wanted to keep it simple. And then, of mm-hmm. course, I kept it too simple and didn't label things that maybe should have been labeled. And then, you know, um, like a lot of the design elements like no longer made sense when I took the graphics away. So the new, um, especially with Anna and Portal, like I've, I'm really happy with how the graphics came out. There's Everything is like much more clearly labeled and also... Um, there's just some pretty designs and stuff like that. It's really important, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just like any other industry. If you make things pretty, people will buy it. 
So okay, so yeah. So, um, I think I saw you. You you just got back from Super Booth, and yes. I was kind of following a couple of like, I was I was keeping an eye on on your account and uh, your your Instagram and and Moff and Zeef and a couple other people. Just because yeah. I was just really wished I was there, but it looks like you have some new stuff. I do. Out. Yeah. Um, Can so, we talk about that? Or? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I announced these all at KnobCon last year, but they've gone through a okay. lot of changes since then. So two, n- the two that are coming out next are called Anna and Tree. And um, both of those are currently in production prototyping. I, Unless anything comes up, I expect to start production in the summer. And uh, okay. basically, Anna is an analog logic module. Which um, it's similar to like, uh, uh, like so basically, I don't know if you know about how much you know about Boolean logic with gates and stuff like that, but um, basically when you compute the minimum or the maximum of a of two voltages, you're kind of like computing a logic operation on them. So I kind of just like extrapolated that a bit into other forms of logic that can be made by, I know this is getting really technical, but basically it combines two signals and it gives you six different combinations, like sort of like algorithms that combine the two signals. Oh, and, okay. Um, and so, what what yeah. sort of price are you expecting to sell the Anna for? Um, yeah, probably a little more than 150 Definitely less than, so I'm aiming for like the 160 mark. Nice. That's a sweet spot for modules. Yeah. Of course, you don't even know what it does, and you're already asking how much it is. So, <laughs> Oh, no, sign. no. I <laughs> I would love a multifaceted logic module. That sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. It's very, it's, I, I, I'm really interested in generative music. Whenever I patch on the modular especially, I just kind of want it to do its own thing um, rather than if I was to approach an instrument or a DAW-based composition tool, I would want to have a lot of control over every single element. So with the modular, I'm just kind of like, do your thing, let it play. And Anna is perfect for that because you can have a sequence going in and an LFO going in the other side. And then you just kind of get these six different signals that are all completely based on the inputs. There's nothing random about it. So you turn one of the knobs that's like an attenuverter for one of the inputs and it changes all six of the outputs at the same time. So you can get some really interesting cross-modulation behavior out of it. Really weird ra- wave shapes if you run in audio. Works as a VCA, works as a distortion, works as a sample and hold. A bunch of cool stuff. It looks like that, that has some maybe sim- same D- uh, similar DNA as the vert, but it's how, how close to the vert is so that? So actually, one of the algorithms is more similar to the Spectromere because it uses okay. a track and hold. Um, so the, the look is definitely a lot more like the vert. Um, and I was kind of, I'm kind of moving towards this, uh, form factor for the smaller modules, I think. Um, so the, um, the knobs and the layout are definitely more similar to the vert than the Spectromere. Um, I differentiate between the two sort of like design aesthetics as far as being in the 23 series or the 33 series. 23 series being kind of like smaller, compact, not a lot of attenuators or attenuverters to clutter things up, um, but still hopefully like spacious enough to work uh, easily in your system with that. Whereas the 33 series are all kind of like, I try to give them as much room as I can. They've got a big silly knob on it so that it's kind of more (laughs) of a classical synth synthesizer experience where the filter has like a huge knob on the top that does the main function and then you have the sort of auxiliary functions as um as disconnected other sort of other smaller knobs possibly and so um these are all 23 series modules um so yeah the track and hold circuit i know that's kind of a weird thing but it's like a sample and hold that sometimes it lets through the original signal and then sometimes it holds it like a sample and hold so if you're familiar okay. with the woggle bug, like the woggle mm-hmm. bug is mostly based around a track and hold, which gives you the sort of um, surge style smooth stepped generator random. So mm-hmm. um, I know I'm throwing out a lot of names here. If you don't know what any of these modules are, basically it's a it's a source of chaotic randomness, sort of. Yeah, I just I just got a woggle bug and I'm still trying to figure out it's it's don't. it's one of those. Don't try. Don't it. try to figure it out. <laughs> I I have noticed it's one of those things that um, Tim. It surprises me. Call your mother. 
<laughs> no shit. Do you know where your kids are? <laughs> they might be playing with woggle bugs. <laughs> oh man, speaking of kids and woggle bugs, I almost <laughs> I almost did something um really really immature today. Mm-hmm. Um there's this fucking ice cream truck that drives around this neighborhood around like two thirty to four o'clock PM. Yeah. And they play this shitty you know, music from like Farmer in the Dell to Silent Night oh, to When the Saints Go Marching In, all on that, just that fucking shrill tone. Yeah. And they pull into the apartment complex right next door and they sit there for 45 minutes just <laughs> blaring this shit. So I got my guitar amp, I set it on the windowsill and I brought my modular case in and I was going to put the ring mod oscillator out into my guitar amp and just blast it over at them and uh, like right before i got it all set up they stopped and my my fiance was like what don't do this what are you doing and I, I, it was one of those things i'm like i'm so glad i didn't do that but i'm but i so wish but that it would have been great that. if you did <laughs> yeah because that, that what you need that, to do is not to just blare it but to only like play little tiny bursts of sound so they still don't really know where it's coming from uh-huh. Yeah. Well, luckily there's this giant like row of really thick trees so they mm-hmm. couldn't see through to me. I was also trying to th- maybe think about uh figuring out the sequence to one of their songs and just playing it back oh, in a really shrill like, out of tune down tone. And evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just make it really creepy and weird. Awesome. Wow. You really hate kids. Yeah. No, I hate people who try to see. Here's here's. No, no, they they fucking deliver ice cream to you. No, but Go you know outside. what they do. But listen, no, no. You had no. that mango popsicle the other it night. It was, was good. Was that shit not no, delicious? It was. But you yeah. know what? Here's the thing. Their their whole fucking their whole uh their marketing plan is we're gonna sit here and, pl- and the kids are gonna ask their parents and the k- parents are gonna say no. Oh, but yeah. if we sit here if for forty five minutes. Truck. Listen I'm to Tim, you, I'm take you. out an account on Google AdWords and stop <laughs> playing music. Anyways, we're wasting Eli's time. Let's get no, back no, to Mystic I've, Circus. No, no, I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I got to be, be totally honest. I, I, I am baffled by the Spectrum Mirror. I, oh, I'm yeah. very attracted to it because I love, yeah. I love the layout and the, the purple. Uh, purple's my favorite color. And oh, wonderful. It's a particularly awesome yeah. shade of purple for, your, for the knobs. Well, thank you. Um, so, and and really, I've heard people do some really cool stuff at it. Oh. Hang out at Patchwork, <laughs> being a bum. So, uh, so I, right. but I also am am baffled. So I would love yeah. to hear you uh, uh, give us a little demo of the Spectre. Of course. So yeah, you know, probably the smartest thing I ever did was not put what the heck the Spectre mirror does anywhere on the panel. You know, people love that. <laughs> I have to admit, every time I've looked at it, I'm like, wait, what, what does this do again? Yeah. I see there's a VC. It's, but, a, uh, I it's think... a downsampler. More okay. or less. Downsampling is mostly what it does. Interruption one. At this point in the conversation, uh, Eli gave us a demonstration of the Spectrum Mirror module for Mystic Circuits. And if you would like to hear this and the other two demonstrations that he did during our conversation, go check out episode 11.2. Um, we released it at the same time as this one. Yeah, it does a lot. I'm looking at the picture right now, and it looks like it's got what, like eight eight CB ins and four outs. Yes, is that right. I'm a big fan so, of having a lot of outputs because so many modules that I use have a bunch of inputs and then like one output, and there's just not yeah. a lot of uh, give and take to it, you know. No, I love I love that because I kind of I feel the same way. There's there's a few of mine that I'm just like, man, if you just had three more of these, um, right? And then there will be things happening internally. You're like, oh, it's Two oscillators and an LFO, and it's like, why aren't those on the panel? <laughs> yeah. Well, the CV con- the CV in control. Just after hearing what you were just doing, just like with the you know simple yes simple demonstration. Like once once I see eight inputs, I'm like, oh shit, this thing could get really right. crazy. Yeah, and all of those have their own attenuverter as well. Um, oh, yeah. So that's something that I've actually kind of. I look at modules and I'm like, man, I wish this parameter had an attenuator or attenuverter. Right. So one and two like are connected with lines to the parameter that they modulate. Like I did this all in a way where I'm like, Oh, it's so much more sleek this way. But really I should have just said FM one, FM two pulse width modulation, (laughs) one pulse width modulation two. I mean, Uh you know, just looking back, I learned a lot from the design of the spectrum mirror, things I could have improved things that I did well. So yeah, definitely, um, the attenuverters 
could have been labeled better. But um, FM1 and FM2 are both connected to the frequency knob with a line. Pulse width modulation in 1 and 2 are both connected to the pulse width control with a line. And then the attenuverter for morph is the one all the way at the bottom that just has that circle with like half white and half black on it. And uh, mm -hmm. that's kind of like the paradigm that I'm going with for attenuverters now, except that they're going to have like a plus and a minus in the circle. So um, okay. kind of trying to go for like that surge aesthetic where the all of the knobs that are attenuverters have like if they're just an attenuator, they have a single triangle. And then if they're attenuverters, they have two triangles. And then if they crossfade, like the triangles overlap and stuff like that. So I kind of want to or even like make noise has a similar thing going on with their hieroglyph system. So kind of right. working on uh working on that as far as my aesthetic goes but continuing with the sort of weird like occult um uh aesthetic as well yeah i love that and i you know like looking at the make noise stuff it, initially it looks like just gobbledygook but then once you get it you're like it, it's it actually it helps a lot it's, yes it's very intuitive it's helpful um, gobbledygook but, uh, yeah, exactly. That's got to be just is that is that one of the more challenging aspects of of designing a module? Like hmm. I, I just feel like panel layout has to be like okay, I got the circuit done. Oh fuck, now there's panel layout. I mean, you know, like yeah, sort of it's it's a I think that obviously you could spend too much time focusing on one or the other, but if the panel layout doesn't make sense, then nobody's going to want to use your module. You yeah. know, like, and yeah, if it doesn't sure. look good, then it's going to be way harder to get people's attention. Even if you have the coolest module in the world, like if it doesn't look good, unfortunately, that's just people are visual. It's especially musicians, you know, like mm -hmm. people buy these like $7,000 EQs or probably 7,000 is on the low end just because they click, uh -huh. you know, like when you turn <laughs> the little switches. So you got to really plan on on making making it all look good and the flow of the composition and everything and that's why if you aren't artistically inclined and you're looking to build modules i highly suggest at least finding a friend you know you don't have to hire like a designer or whatever but if you if you do want to go in this direction i would highly suggest working either with somebody who has some design chops or developing them yourself yeah, we we talked to um, Abe from AI Synthesis. I don't know if you're. I have if you not know heard him. of them, but now I'm interested. Oh, he he focuses re really heavily on the DIY thing. We we did an okay. episode with him, and um, I don't know if it's released yet, listener. We're I'm still working on it, <laughs> and I don't know what order this is all going in. Sure, but uh, he works with uh, the guy from Grayscale to help him. Oh yeah, get his stuff. Yeah, uh, obviously yeah, he, he, proven to know what he's doing. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. They're they're uh, they're definitely. They're 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 very intuitive and sleek. Um, he, yeah, he's pretty simple. Which obviously simple isn't my aesthetic, but I definitely understand why people want that. You know. Well, so it's fun, like looking at your stuff and then thinking about like the AI stuff. So like he has like a molt and an ADSR and a filter, and right. he, he has them like numbered one through three. Like it's made for people who want to learn how to build, which is great. And it starts easy. My yeah, stuff it's, is it's not a really beginner great friendly. model. Uh, and that's what I was just going to say. Your stuff is a little bit more for people who, who have a, a little bit of a handle on it, right. I think. And it's more of the stuff like, I'm, I hope I can work up to one day understand the spectrum mirror. Type yeah. Thing, and know? I try to make it also so that you don't have to understand everything on a scientific level. And you just be like, hey, plug this in and weird stuff comes out. Cool. You know, but obviously, <laughs> yeah. like for me, my favorite modules are ones that you can get right away. There's like a surface layer that gives you interesting results without having to touch mm -hmm. the manual. But then after a certain point, you're like, okay, I'm ready to dive deeper with this thing. And you can start to read up on the button combinations and all of that kind of thing that lets you get that extra layer. Like my, I think my best example of this is one of my favorite modules is the Deltronics Trigger Man. Because just immediately it's like two knobs and you turn them and it just makes sequences. And they're, it's like counting in binary. So it's all really weird stuff that it comes up with. You press the knobs and it changes which output you're looking at. Super simple. But if uh -huh. you want to dive deeper in that thing, 
man, it gets complex. And I can't pretend that I've memorized all of the button combinations or whatever, but I didn't even go into the pattern chaining mode for the first like month or two of using it. And I was having a ton of fun, you know, yeah. the tempi is sort That's, of simpler, uh, similar where it's all these buttons and you get it like, okay, it's a tap tempo, it's six tap tempo things. But then once you memorize what the colors do, which obviously I still haven't done all of that either. Like there's <laughs> the, but even with just a certain amount of memorization, you're able to get really far with that thing, you know? Um, yeah, I feel like I have, I have the woggle bug was a little bit like that for me. And then I have this, um, anamodule V nine, a sam uh, sequencer, What's which it is called? super weird. Uh, Anna module. V9A. Oh yeah. Okay. I was like, God damn it. Somebody released something else called Anna. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, uh, the, the, the brand is. A yeah. Yeah. Anna I know. I module. module. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the sequencer for the CVN, if you feed it like just a gate, it'll just bounce between like a couple sequences. Which you have module to feed is it, like, this? A, it's called the V9A sequencer. Okay. I've and like you have to that. feed it like, uh, like if you feed it a sine wave, it'll go up and down through the nine-step sequencer. Oh, so it's but like it's, a voltage address sequencer. Yeah, it's it's really weird, and I and I don't get it. And I I I I know that uh, it's weird. It's one of those things. I don't. I was going to ask you guys if this has happened to you. Do you. Are there modules where you you use them one day and you're like, this is one of my favorite modules I've ever played with, and then you use it another day and you're like, I can't do anything That's with pretty this much one. everything I Basically, play with. <laughs> yeah. Every module that has a screen is like that for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm just looking at um, this module you're talking about right now. Ooh. Yeah. So it's what it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, I I'm still on the fence of whether I'm, I'm going to keep it or, or get rid of it. Cause I'm trying to hone in. I want to have two rows oh, of one. U and this then, thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, everything that guy makes is crazy. Much respect for Anna Module. So and he makes these panels himself like a psycho. Man, this guy. He's awesome. <laughs> I can't imagine what the fumes in his garage are like. <laughs> it probably inspires the next module. Let's hope making so. Yeah, plan. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's 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 it an interesting. Looks like a cool module. It's, yeah, I'm 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 not ready to fully give up on it yet because I know that any shortcoming that is coming out of it is it's is your user. Fault. <laughs> yep, totally, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you said earlier you like to con like you, you like to control other sounds with other sounds, and it seems to be that's kind of like maybe the uh, the 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 foundation of which you approach what kind of modules you're going to make. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard to label a foundation because so many of my modules are just weird circuit ideas where I'm like, I wonder if I can make a bongo with a down sampler or like, I wonder what happens if I use diode logic to make an XOR or something like that. Like it's all just, uh, a lot of it really does start out with just like, that's a weird idea for a circuit. And then it kind of stews it's like on the back burner for a while and then i'll be i'll have another idea that'll like push it forward a little bit and then kind of keep going from there so like yes there is definitely a design aesthetic to my stuff but it's mostly just because it's all come out of my brain it i don't try and make something like so, it's very rare that i go like oh this is something that i need in my own case so i'm gonna make it it's almost more of like a science experiment to me if that makes sense um, but there, there are a couple things that I'm working on now that are kind of like, okay, this is something that I actually really could use for making music and not just like something that is fun for making generative music or distortion or something like that. So, um, so hopefully that will be come along more in the like usefulness category rather than a lot of my, you know, it's like is there, you don't need a down sampler in your modular synth. You know, like, let's face it. It's not, if you don't have one, you're not going to be like, man, this, this synth is really like, you know, handicapped by the fact that there aren't enough down samplers in it, you know, <laughs> but, um, the, the stuff I'm coming out with next is hopefully a little bit more in that line that crosses between utility and, uh, and kind of influence, not influence, inspiration. Yeah. Okay. I hope, Speaking I of which, yeah. no, that that was I I I, I totally tracked everything blah, you're blah, saying. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's the maybe it's the fumes from my uh, Anna module, probably. Um, but uh, speaking of of the stuff that's coming down the line, can you show us? Can you show us a little 
little sounds. Yeah, sure. So uh, we've got okay. Um, tree, tree is the other one that's hanging out with uh, Anna, and uh, that's that's coming really soon. If I plug plats in, I'm just gonna patch a little bit here, and then I'll turn the the sound up. So tree is a sequential switch um, that also does gate sequencing. So if nothing's plugged into the common input output. Um, it'll just give you a gate, and then uh, if we have, well, you can plug a Turing machine expander into the back. It will also, uh, it will also power Turing machine expanders. I make the only other modules really that host Turing machine expanders. And before uh, Superbooth, I was the only other person to make third-party Turing machine expanders. So. Hmm. So you're talking about the vert? Yeah, the vert or the switches. Hosts, vert hosts Turing machine expanders, and then switches is another is a new Turing machine expander. Basically, I mean it's not so new, but it's it's not made by Music Thing. Um, somebody else, uh, Warring Warring Electronics, wrong. I don't know. Warring Electronics uh, announced uh, another Turing machine expander at Superbooth, and I'm like, awesome. And this is a really interesting environment um, for coming up with new stuff, you know? At this point in the conversation, Eli did a demonstration for the tree module, and if you'd like to hear that, go listen to episode 11.2. I want some sw- I want some switching uh, capabilities, and everything that you just explained sounds right up the alley of what I need, because I want to do something in between um, generative and actually, like, intentional, you know? Yeah, like, of course, and so. that's the nice thing about it, too, is that it does, if you want... If I just want an eight-step sequence with sliders, which I know I do from time to time, like I'll just use tree. Okay, nice. Yeah. Um, do you have pictures of that anywhere? Or uh, yeah, like the Instagram, Instagram is or? probably the easiest place to find it. I was really bad about uploading the new stuff to Instagram while I was in Germany just because I was having too much fun, so I didn't really feel like being on social media. But also, it's kind of like uh, it's more of a fun game instead of just like, you know, blasting the stuff that I'm working on everywhere. People have to look it up. Well, so just to remind anyone that's interested in this stuff, you can go to mysticcircuits.com. Eli has stuff available for purchase through his own reverb shop. And um, and how long do you think the kits for the Zero HP stuff will be available? Oh, I I plan on supporting those indefinitely. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure. I mean, at the very least, I'm going to be selling circuit boards for them for a while. But yeah, no, the I'm I'm planning on phasing out just kits for the main modules, um, like being the, oh, okay. the larger modules. Maybe at some point I'll bring something back, but make it like the zero HPs where it's kind of like too stupid to mess up, you know. Just yeah, so that yeah, because yeah. it's really the you got to consider everybody's like, oh, it's a circuit board. It's cheap. Like it's the time that it takes to do support that really ends up costing the being the source of the cost behind selling something DIY. Um, oh, yeah. And I don't like the idea of selling stuff to people and then it just sitting in a drawer because they couldn't get it to work. So I'm not really comfortable with selling stuff and being like you're expected to have a certain amount of knowledge and I'm not going to do any support for it because people have suggested that I'm just like that's not really how I roll you know yeah so are you able to show us some sounds from Anna yet yeah 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 I have a prototype right here um let's see so uh okay I'll plug in so Anna generally sounds best with two sound sources so I can plug in plats for one. I love plats. I I know it's like really stereotypical to love mutable instruments, but oh my god, just like I, I dude, I feel like with mutable and make noise, like those two, it's just like it stereotypes aside or or whatever. You can't deny them. No, exactly. It's it's they there's a reason they're on top for sure. Mutable and make noise are very they make very inspired stuff. All right, final interruption. At this point in our talk, Eli did a demonstration for his module, Anna. Uh, If you would like to listen to that, go check out episode 11.2. It's out right now. Are you interested in getting started with modular synthesis, but you're worried about the cost? 
Join the hundreds of others who have never held a soldering iron in building your own superb modular synthesizer. All AI synthesis modules are wiring-free, skiff-friendly, have free schematics, and full how-to-build videos. They are, simply put, the easiest to build modules in the world. Not only does AI Synthesis fully support their own modules, they also have general guides for tools to buy, how to build a $26 oscilloscope, and much more. Find out more at AISynthesis.com. Oh, Cindy's fantastic. I've known her for years, and, um, and and she had talked about opening the shop, and I, I, I never had any idea it was real, you know? Oh, like, sure. I, I, I talk about building a hut out in the Mojave. You don't see oh, yeah. me going down there with the shovel. Well, if you wanted to do that, I could introduce you to the right people. There's a lot of hut dwellers really? in the Mojave that are, uh, you know, you know some tang- hut people? tangentially connected to electronic music down here. Well, I knew, uh, I mean, I listen to the Desert Oracle all the time and blue, blue, black, uh, brown, silver. Uh, no. His makes wow. all the music for it. He's a, he's a modular guy. And oh. He's pretty fantastic. I've never heard of him. Um, we need to have him on the show. Yeah. We can <laughs> talk to him. He just put out an album, but. Um, but blue, brown, black, yeah, silver. I mean, blue, blue, I might have some words. Have you ever, out of order so there? there was this <laughs> band I used to like when I was in high school called blue Sabbath, black cheer. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I was I heavily into name. any, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's. Yeah, it's cool that you ha- are connected to the psychedelic and noise worlds. And yeah, um, I played a couple. I know of it may the not really fit in the pancakes. podcast. Um, What's that? I played a couple of noise pancakes when I was a teenager. I don't know if you know that <laughs> it's in San Francisco. It was put on by Grux, that guy from Carolinaer, and mm. uh, Rubber Cement. He also did that. That mm. was a big inspiration for me. Definitely Rubber Cement. He had this. Uh, he had this crazy like dinosaur costume almost and he had this giant one string bass that was at least as tall as he was and he put it through a bunch of effect pedals and he would make this whole city out of cardboard whenever he played and there would be things like (laughs) rotating and just like doing weird animatronic stuff and it was just a whole bizarre hackerish universe and he would put out these dvds that were all like heavily edited and i i used to love that shit Wow. Uh, huh. Yeah, he's been throwing a monthly, probably not monthly anymore, but like a monthly noise show called Noise Pancakes for a really long time. And that was a big introduction to me to what electronic music could be, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I ended up at a lot of stuff in Olympia when I was young, which had oh, sure. such an odd noise scene at that time, yeah. like late 90s. Um, fucking, you know, like you'd go to someone's house and there'd be, like 10 people and eight of them would be all fucked up uh-huh. and then a guy would just bring out three waldorf synths nice <laughs> <laughs> that sort of shit um, that's the way to live that's the way it's <laughs> that's did you say that's a way to live oh no i said that's the way to live <laughs> that, <laughs> gotta get back to your roots yeah <laughs> well um did you go to um what's the name evergreen I didn't go to Evergreen. Okay. No, we've had a there. number of guests come on so far that have been on that went to Evergreen. Though, mm-hmm. what are we at to four people that we've talked to now went yeah. to Evergreen? I went yeah. to probably the coolest school ever. You guys are going to be mega jealous. It's called University of California San Diego. It's oh. where all the party <laughs> kids go when you re- hey. really want to go wild and crazy and you know study all I night. Know. Then UCSD yeah. is is where you go. I I remember <laughs> that from the end of Bring It On. What? The original Bring It On. It was at UCSD. Well, yeah. After um, after Kristen Dunst leaves Rancho Carne High School, she she goes to UCSD and kind of has a like, there's kind of a rejoinder. Your fluency after that. in this, your fluency in the Bring It On canon is it's impressive. I must say, I'm a little intimidated. Yeah. Well, and I I believe in Bring It On again. Like she's. I thought it was called Bring It On Back. No. no. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Just they stop. should have called it Bring don't, It On. Don't, don't try. We're talking to a master. <laughs> yeah. You, see you know, I'm going to cut this uh, cut this off because I don't want to. I don't okay. want to have any spoilers for people out there yeah, listening to the thank podcast. You. Thank you. That have not made it. Have not made it fast. I'm going to watch it yet. right after this. <laughs> I don't care if I have to pay Amazon ten dollars. <laughs> 
You're rolling in that sweet, sweet zero HP money. You oh, can yeah. you can order as many movies well, yeah, as you and, want. And let me tell it. you from experience, don't don't rent the series, buy it. Okay. Because you're gonna want to bring it on again <laughs> and again. <laughs> oh. oh, and that's why we have him on the show, folks. Yeah. Hey Eli, we have a uh, a couple words for your patch challenge. Okay. We want you to make a patch uh, that uh, that sheds light on your uh, your picture of what this means, and I want to make sure you're ready. Okay. Yeah, please. We're gonna give you a few minutes. Should, make a patch. I already check actually with you. did make a patch though. So you, you did. Yeah. But um, we would love for you to make something using whatever tools that you'd like to. Okay. Yeah. And you can you can take the patch you have and do whatever you like. I with see. It. So okay, cool. The the uh, topic of your patch challenge is a cooing sadist. Mm. So we randomly it's usually the masochist <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, so yeah, we just have random adjectives. And well, nouns I can in an definitely envelope. make it sound sadistic. <laughs> but cooing sadist, like a dove daddy. Okay. Let's see what <laughs> Do whatever this sounds you will. like. So, ooh. Okay. We're going to give you uh, seven and a half minutes. So we're going to check in, and then you can have a little more time before we close this up okay, and you cool. do a little performance. Yeah, we like to this give you fifteen a bit minutes. Like cooing already, I think. Yeah. Hey, we'd like to introduce you to a new module by Recovery Effects: The Bleeding Hearts, a random sequencer, rhythm generator, destroyer, and filter. The Bleeding Hearts is an effect device that, at its core, starves, bit crushes, splatters, and filters audio sources like no other. Feeding a gate signal to the Bleeding Hearts enables a whole new world of strange and random analog-generated movement. Every position of the eight-step sequencer can bleed into each other and interact with the destruction effect, creating gated and filtered splatters, glitches, and crunches that move to the beat of your patch. Whoa. Eli, we're we're back on the mic here. You got two minutes before okay. we check in. I think I'm I think I'm done. Oh really? Let's do it. Yeah. Is, oh man, this is uh, modcast history. Oh really? Well, I had already yeah. started a patch, so I just kind of modified it for our purposes. Okay. Well, shit. Let's. Uh... Yeah, just kind of doing so, its own thing a little bit. So give us a little tour of this patch. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, like I said before, Anna is kind of the core of this patch. I have an LFO. I have, well, okay. So, function is basically an LFO right now. And then I have the Octosource as the other LFO going in. And uh, I'm sort of like sending both of those in and then taking two signals out from Anna and using it to remodulate the. Um, the LFO speeds. So you kind of are hearing this like back and forth kind of sound, which is like both of the LFOs kind of modulating themselves and each other. And then uh, the pitch is all coming from the sample and hold stuff. So you can hear sometimes it stays still. Sometimes it waves around a little bit. Um, and then uh, magnitude is what's controlling the filter. And then uh, it's a multi-mode filter, so I have the bandpass output going. We're listening directly to the bandpass output. And then I have the low-pass output going into portal, which is um, making those kind of annoying, spiky, clicky sounds. And then mm -hmm. I'm modulating the tracking on portal, which basically turns it on and off. And then I have uh, radio music with some, I believe it's like police scanner radio stuff going in to bias. I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah, so they're giving it a vocal quality, but it's a, aggressive, you know, because it's a uh -huh. sadist talking. But then the <laughs> filter sweeps are the cooing. So it's like a little bit of softness with a little bit of aggressiveness, but neither one is too much in control. Right. Well, well played. Because when I saw those two words come out, I was like, "How the fuck are you gonna make?" I think it's like I'm, making like I'm yeah. I'm the one who can do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've been thinking about this all day, actually. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right on. Well, let's uh, let's let that play out for a few minutes. Sure. I yeah. Like I might the, just the twiddle some patch. knobs and just see what happens. Yeah, perform it, man. Do whatever. A little bit of monkey sounds to take us out. <laughs> so yeah, um, Anna's doing all oh, of the awesome. all of the stuff. This whole patch is controlled by Anna with two LFOs. That's crazy. Yep. All right, I think that's enough of that. Well, I like I like that you were able to uh, to uh, successfully satisfy the patch while uh, being able to. Uh, showcase your your one of your new modules yeah all right guys that was uh eli from mystic circuits go check out mysticcircuits.com um amazing amazing products over there from stuff for the beginner who wants to get into diy or the beginner uh modular synthesis you know the zero hp stuff is amazing all the way through pretty advanced stuff like the uh the spectrum mirror the tree and Anna, as we talked about, and um, go check out uh, episode 11.2 for those demos. Um, thank you to our sponsor, Recovery Effects, and to our new sponsor, uh, AI Synthesis. We talked to Abe from AI Synthesis last week, um, so check out that episode and head on over to AISynthesis.com to, uh, to to get into it. And Kyle, this outro was for you. I know I told you we were going to be doing outros and kind of been slacking. You know, doing a podcast is hard, you know, like with all this stuff that you got to do and blah, blah, blah. And